Hello there, I'm Rafael DiFuria, back at it again for another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter on another Friday night. This week, as I'm sure you can tell by the title, I'm going to be talking about some comparisons between life in Italy versus life in the United States. After last week's video, especially because a lot of you really seem to enjoy the, the discussion and the topic, and I had a lot of fun as well, I decided I wanted to do a little bit of a follow-up to last week's video and to, to, to talk about some little things, some things that maybe you might be familiar with, some things that maybe you might not be familiar with, and to shed a little bit more light on what life is like here. Anyway, just before we get too much deeper into this episode, a huge thank you to the patrons who make content like this possible and everybody else who helped to make Not Your Average Globetrotter possible through one-time donations as well as the shirts, mugs, onesies, and more. And for those of you who are joining in on YouTube rather than listening to the audio-only podcast, I've got a comment question of the week for you. What are some differences between the US and Italy that you've noticed? Let me know, and uh, who knows, maybe I'll include it in a future episode. Or if you're listening to the audio-only podcast, feel free to reach out and message me via email or private message on Instagram. One of the first things that I want to talk about is something that Italy is, you could say, is synonymous with Italy. One of the things that Italy is most known for, and that's coffee. Back in the States, when you are enjoying a nice cup of coffee, it is a big thing. It's very watered down, sometimes tastes like dirt water, sometimes tastes like mud water. <laughs> but in Italy, espresso, or as some Americans mistakenly say, espresso, which interestingly enough, even though it's incorrect for Italian, it's an interesting kind of combination of languages. I know a lot of people say, oh, how could you say espresso? Oh my gosh, no. I think it's there's some there's some logic behind it. Like, because espresso is something that is made quickly. It is there, it is pronto, right there for you. So, espresso, express, I'll give it to you. If you pronounce it espresso, yeah, okay, if you're coming to Italy, don't pronounce it like that, but I understand why some people do. Anyway, just to give a little idea, let's say this is, well, pizza, pasta, amore. I mean, of course, <laughs> you have to know about these things. <laughs> That's This is the most important part about life in Italy. Just Let's just start flat out. That's number one rule of living in Italy. <laughs> but anyway, for sure, it's mugs, onesies, and more. You can check out the link below. But let's say this would be roughly a normal mug in the States. But of course, there are those people that have those giant monster mugs that you can find. Java, whatever. I don't know. There's, some people get really into it and they have those really massive mugs that are like bowls. But in Italy, just for comparison, this is roughly what might be normal. This size here. This is just a regular coffee cup maybe not that much bigger than a shot glass. And very often it won't even be filled all the way, maybe half the way, maybe three quarters of the way. Some places will do it very, very low if you ask for a double shot or a single shot. And it will be condensed, packed, flavorful coffee. Really, some of the worst places that you could go here in Italy are probably going to be better than some of the best that you might go in the States. Like just your regular corner coffee shop, which you wouldn't necessarily call a coffee shop, but in Italy, a cafe or a coffee shop, you might call a bar here. You go and there is a bank, a bar that you go stand at and you just go 
You stand there, you have your coffee, and you leave. Maybe in the morning, if you're going on the way to work, which is very common in Italy that people do, is that you have the coffee and the cornetto. It's something that kind of looks like a croissant, but it's sweet. I personally haven't really developed a taste for them. Uh, I guess you could compare it to a brioche, sometimes a coffee with brioche or a co cafe cornetto. Like this, this combination is like a classic Italian breakfast. Very simple and very quick. You can get like Get at the train station, get on your way to work, wherever it is, you're going to find a place that you can have it. But if you ask for an Americano, something, maybe you might get something in the direction of this size, but even then it might only be like half of half of what you would expect. And when we're talking about Italy and comparing it to the United States, we can say that you'll find a lot of things that are smaller here in Italy. This is not uncommon at all. I know as somebody who's six foot one, I have hit my head on a doorway or two in my time here. Um, <laughs> it's not fun, but it happens. And I mean, there've been doorways that I've come to that are like to my chin or lower. It's, it, it can be found, not that it's going to be everywhere. And again, I hate that I have to say that I'm generalizing, but I am generalizing in this episode as well. Uh, you will find places where you will find some of these things and you might not find some of these things in this episode. If I say anything, it doesn't mean that this is the blanket rule. It means that generally speaking, this is what you're going to find. It's so crazy to me that I have to say that now that <laughs> I am generalizing here, but I am anyway. Um, in general, <laughs> the apartments in Italy and homes tend to be a bit smaller. People live closer together. Italy is a lot smaller country than the, the United States. I mean, the size of uh, what California and with a very highly densely packed population. But even with that said, Italy does have quite a bit of countryside and a lot of places where you don't find people. You can find places that are just beautiful, serene countryside. And then when you get to the cities, it will be very, very densely packed. Even in a small village or a small city, people will live closer together. And there are various reasons for this, but let's Maybe talk about the villages, for example, especially the older, sometimes hundreds of years old or ancient villages. People didn't have cars. It was practical to have everything so close together. And especially if you had to defend your town or village, maybe it would be a little bit easier to have everybody packed in a smaller area, especially if you have a walled area. Then, of course, as your population grows, you're going to have to figure out how you're going to keep everybody inside. Or in some European cities, again, we're talking about places that have, in many cases, been around since almost forever. Not quite, but almost. And so these cities develop naturally. They've developed with foot traffic and horse and carts, maximum kind of being the rough guideline. And even as far as I'm aware, one of the reasons even just kind of going on a tangent about American railroads, why the width is the way the width is today is because of the carts from ancient Rome. So if you only have the necessity of fitting a cart down your street, a single cart, maybe with a little bit of foot traffic kind of able to squeeze around it, you're not going to need such huge roads. Okay, fine, in Rome, you definitely are going to find some larger, wider roads. But when you're in the center, there's a lot of walking spaces with smaller roads that accommodate foot traffic 
just that little bit better. But then even comparing beds, maybe a twin versus a single here. They, for me, I if I roll over <laughs> on a single mattress here, I have had situations where I almost fell off just because they are so, so thin. Or even chairs, couches, and so on. Like I've said in a number of episodes, even though I'm not necessarily super tall, I'm a big dude. I have had experiences where I have felt very uncomfortable on certain pieces of furniture that just would not be that accommodating to somebody my size. Even the other day, I was at a cafe with some people that I know, and the chair under me was rocking and rolling, and I felt very uncomfortable. And it was thin metal that I was sure was going to crumple at any moment. So that's another thing that I've had to keep an eye out for. Also, especially when renting apartments to make sure what kind of furniture they have, because, of course, that's another difference between uh, the States and the U.S. is that it's very common in Italy that you will get a completely furnished apartment. And so sometimes they'll furnish it with Ikea furniture. And there was an apartment when I first came to live in Italy full time that I turned down because all of the furniture in there was Ikea furniture and not necessarily built the best. And I knew that it would end up breaking under me after a bit of use. I have had a chair or two break under me once or twice. And this even happened while I was a lot slimmer than I am now. <laughs> but this is just something to be aware of, that this could be the situation you might find yourself in. And storage space is not necessarily such a usual thing. Maybe you might be able to find some attic storage or some storage underneath your building. But keep this in mind that if you are planning to move here, that furniture is a little bit different out here. Maybe Ikea furniture in the States versus here, probably similar. But if you are a bigger dude, then I've warned you. Another thing that relates to kind of the idea of the home is that a big comparison and difference between the U.S. and Italy is that in the U.S., a lot of social hanging out with friends and family and, and so on really is at home. Here in Italy, yes, family you will have at home as well. But a lot of social events with friends, I've noticed more personally in my experience that it's more outside of the home. You go to the, the bar or cafe or to a restaurant rather than people going to each other's home so much. Again, because the apartments are a bit smaller here, it can be more difficult to entertain. Although I have been in situations where we fit a ton of people into a tiny little apartment just because we were all hanging out. Nobody felt like going out. So we kept it relaxed and simple. But very often, social events with friends will be out. That's what I've noticed. Not saying that this is the rule, but it's far from uncommon. But then also when talking about social groups, something that I've mentioned a number of times in past episodes of Not Your Average Globetrotter is about when social circles seem to be formed, especially in smaller cities. The way that the Italian school system, I think really does set this up a little bit more and creates a different mentality or leads to a different mentality. And although there is the argument that is it the mentality that leads to the system or the system that leads to the mentality. In the United States, when we're growing up, going through school, kids will change classes every year. They'll potentially be matched up with other students, more than likely be matched up with other students, as well as a different teacher each year. In elementary school, when you start that first year, those kids that you have in your class 
are 99% probably going to be the same kids that you find when you get to the end of elementary school, when you're ready to get to middle school or junior high. And more often than not as well, the teacher that you have in that very first year will also probably be with you throughout that those all of those years. And then when we're talking about middle school, high school, this will be kind of a similar situation as well. Depends on if they're separated, if they're not, how that all goes. But once you get up, especially to those high school ages, then you are with that same group of people. And in that case, when you're a bit older, uh, and I believe also from, say, like middle school age, the teachers will switch out depending on the subject. The students will stay in the same room. But generally speaking, you are with the same group of people. So very often, those social circles will be the same. Your friends that you've known would be a much smaller group of people than what you might find in some other schooling systems around the world, where you get mixed up and matched up with other students and you get to know people in a different way. And I'm not saying one is better than the other because you get more you learn to deal with the same people day in and day out. And so that also ends up kind of leading as well into the uh, to the workforce, kind of the, some of the mentalities towards working as well and how long you work at places. But in the States, there's that changing. There's that constant change. And in my opinion, that can help an individual to be able to deal with change and to be more adaptive in that way. I'm not saying that it's always this case, but this is my theory, my unprofessional theory. So it's not uncommon for these social circles for adults also to be among a set smaller group of people. Maybe that social group might change around university or so, but when we're talking about moving to a new place and being the foreigner, or even if you're moving within the country, if you weren't a part of that social circle to begin with, breaking into that social circle can be difficult, if not impossible. Not to say that it could never happen, but it's generally unlikely. But the exception that I've seen to this is that if you get into a relationship with someone who is in this group and then get welcomed into those social situations, or if you marry into it, then of course, maybe you'll be going out with the friends that this person is having in their life. But when you're in the larger cities, because so many people move to the larger cities, then you will also find people who are in that, in a similar situation to what you may be facing, looking to meet new people, creating these new social circles, these new social groups of friends. So if you're moving to smaller town Italy, you may find some of these things that people will be friendly and very nice and very kind and very helpful. But I found, and not just where I live, but in the place where I used to live and also my experience in other places, is that this very often seems to be the situation that people find themselves in. That they become very friendly with a lot of people, but the number of people that maybe would be their friends who are local might be a lower number. If there are expats in the area, then they tend to get together. And again, there's not anything wrong with the expat bubble. But what is it that you're looking for? And so, of course, trying to integrate is very, very important when you move to a new country. And that, of course, comes with the language. But the language isn't everything. The language helps, but it's not a guarantee. And as I'm going through this list of things that I've come up with, 
I'm seeing that I actually have a much longer list than I thought I had <laughs> and a lot more topics to talk about. So I think maybe I'll leave this off for next time because from the list that I'm looking at, I think this could end up being potentially two or three episodes. If you're interested in hearing about more differences between the US and Italy, leave a comment down below. And if you've experienced any differences between life in the US versus Italy, let me know as well down in the comment section. Maybe I'll include that in a future video as well, or feel free to message me privately if you prefer. Anyway, thank you all so much for joining me again on another Friday night, and especially a huge, huge thank you to the patrons who make content like this possible through patreon.com slash rafaeldifuria or rafaeldifuria.com slash patreon, or for the one-time support through rafaeldifuria.com slash support, as well as the purchases of the shirts, mugs, onesies, and more, like the posters that you see behind me. Again, thank you so much for joining me on another Friday night. Stay safe and healthy out there. I'm Rafael Di Furia. This has been another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter, and I'll see you all next time. Later. <laughs>